Welcome to Bible Stories with Dad, where I read a Bible story. So welcome back, and if you were here last time, we're picking up kind of where we left off. Uh, Jesus has just been arrested. Well, we're sort of around Luke 22 and John 18. Uh, the story's also told in Matthew and Mark, and we might pull a little bit from both of those, but that's primarily where we're working out of. There's a lot going on. There's some parallel accounts that I'm trying to line everything up together. Uh, but there's a lot going on, a lot of jumping around, so try and bear with me. We'll get through this. Now, this is uh, leading up to the crucifixion, so there's potentially going to be some stuff that maybe the, the youngest listeners are going to find disturbing. So... Maybe keep the parents close by or listen to this ahead of time. If you've got kids that are a little on the squeamish side, I'm going to try and not make it real gory, but just in case. So it's nighttime. Jesus is tied up. They take him to Annas, who had been the high priest. Uh, now his son-in-law is officially the high priest, Caiaphas. Traditionally, in the past, the high priest was an office that you would hold for life. Or at least until you couldn't anymore. But uh, there were some different things going on. They had kind of gone away from that, in part due to the Roman government being involved. So nonetheless, they take him to Annas, who still holds a lot of power. He had been the high priest in the past. They take him there. Peter and John follow behind. The high priest knows John. John's known to the high priest and, and the people who work for him. So John gets into the court, kind of like a courtyard area. Apparently it's outside. Uh, Peter doesn't make it in. Peter's stopped outside. So John goes back and talks to the person who's, you know, the doorkeeper and gets Peter let in too. Not only is it nighttime, it's dark, it's cold out. So some of the people start a fire burning like charcoal or something. People are warming themselves up around it and Peter's cold. He walks over to the fire. In the light of this fire, the person who was actually keeping the door looks at Peter, kind of stares at him, says, are you one of his disciples? And Peter's like, no, I don't, I don't even know him. I don't even know this Jesus dude. Someone else sees Peter and goes, you're one of them, aren't you? Peter's like, I'm not. So another dude, this, this third one is actually related uh, to the guy whose ear Peter cut off. Remember, Pete cut off some dude's ear earlier in the evening, sees Peter and he goes, uh, this guy was definitely with Jesus. He He's even from Galilee like Jesus. And Peter's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then a rooster crows. So Peter, recognizing that this is exactly what Jesus had said was going to happen, uh, Peter leaves. He's really upset about it. The Bible even says he wept bitterly. He cried over it. It, it was, of course, not what Peter was expecting. We all think that we would be great under pressure, uh, we would definitely stand up, and Peter thought that, and it didn't happen. Meanwhile, inside, the high priest, well, Annas, the, the former high priest, is questioning Jesus about his teaching and about his disciples, and Jesus is like, I've spoken publicly about all this. I've done it in the synagogue. I've done it in the temple. I didn't say anything in secret. Why are you questioning me? Go ask the people who heard me. They all know what I said. An officer standing nearby whacks Jesus and says, Is that how you answer the high priest? And Jesus is like, Well, if I said something wrong, say it. Testify. Come on. But if what I said was the truth, if I spoke right, why'd you smack me? Well, Anna sends Jesus, still tied up, over to Caiaphas, the actual high priest. 
So, daytime comes around, the Sanhedrin meets. And the Sanhedrin is like a council of the elders, and the chief priests, and the high priest was involved, and the scribes were there. And the scribes were like the experts that they had. You know, they were experts at the law and the scriptures and all of that. So, they meet, and Jesus is brought in, and they're like, If you're the Christ, if you're the Messiah, just tell us. And Jesus is like, well, if I tell you, you're not going to believe me. And if I ask you a question, you're not going to answer me either. And so they're like, are you the son of God? And Jesus is like, yep. And they say, well, we don't need any more testimony. We heard it from him. So then they take him over to Pilate, who's the Roman governor. He's over the area. They take him to Pilate's palace, his residence. But the, they don't want to go inside because they're Jewish and Passover's coming. And they want to stay ritually pure for the Passover that's coming. So Pilate comes out to them, like, what's going on? What are you accusing him of? And they're like, well, if he wasn't an evildoer, we wouldn't have brought him to you. And Pilate's like, fine, take him, and you judge him. And they're like, but we're not allowed to kill him. And Pilate asks Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus is like, well, it's as you say. And Pilate looks at the crowd and goes, yeah, he's not guilty of anything I can figure. And the crowd insists they want rid of Jesus. So Pilate finds out Jesus is actually from Herod's jurisdiction. And Herod's already in town. So, you know, Pilate and Herod didn't get along. And maybe Pilate's like, eh, yeah, we can get rid of this problem. I'll just give it to Herod. Or maybe he wanted to be nice. And, you know, Herod turns out Herod actually had wanted to see Jesus for a while. So Pilate sends Jesus to Herod. Herod's all happy because he wanted to see a miracle. So Herod questions Jesus. Jesus doesn't answer Herod, though. The whole time, though, the chief priests and scribes are standing there while Jesus is being questioned by Herod. They're standing there accusing Jesus. Herod doesn't get what he wants, so he and his soldiers mock Jesus and send Jesus back to Pilate. Anyway, they send him back to Pilate. Herod and Pilate become friends. Pilate still wants to release Jesus. So Pilate tells the chief priests, Look, you brought him here. You say he's trying to start a rebellion. I haven't found anything to suggest that. In fact... He's innocent of every charge that you've made against him. Herod even came to the same conclusion. There is no justification to kill Jesus. So here's what I'll do. I'll just have him punished, and then I'll release him. Pilate's already got to give one prisoner up to the people on Passover. It's, it, it was the way things were done at Passover. He had to give one prisoner to the people. So he's figuring, I'll just give him Jesus. Now the crowd, though, they demand this dude named Barabbas instead. Barabbas is a murderer, and he actually did try to start a rebellion, which is what they're accusing Jesus of doing. Pilate tries to argue for Jesus instead of Barabbas, asks the crowd why they want Jesus crucified. The crowd just keeps on yelling, they want Barabbas, and they want Jesus crucified. Finally, Pilate gives in. So Jesus is taken away to be crucified with two other dudes. These other dudes are actually criminals. Pilate has a sign made up to go over Jesus' head while he's crucified. And the sign says, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Well, the chief priests aren't too happy about that. They wanted to say that he said he was the King of the Jews. And Pilate's like, hey, what I wrote, that's what I wrote. That makes them unhappy. So, crucifixion. Soldiers divide up Jesus' clothing between them. One of the criminals hanging on a cross next to him, starts yelling at Jesus, insulting him and saying, hey, if you're really who you say you are, save yourself and save us too. And the other criminal actually believes Jesus is who he claims to be, believes that Jesus is the Messiah. So he tells the first criminal off and asks Jesus to remember him. And Jesus looks at him and goes, today you'll be with me in paradise. 
all of a sudden. The sun is obscured. It's dark for about like three hours. The veil in the temple. In the temple, there was a, a veil, a curtain, real thick curtain. It's a heavy thing. It separated the parts of the temple um, where you could go and where you couldn't go. That veil is torn in half from top to bottom, and Jesus shouts out, It's finished! And he dies. After he's dead, Joseph of Arimathea, which is a fun word to pronounce. Joseph of Arimathea is a secret disciple, goes to Pilate, asks Pilate for Jesus' body. Pilate's like, okay, I wasn't planning on doing anything with it. Go for it. So Joseph and this dude named Nicodemus, who had gone to Jesus at night, take Jesus' body, wrap it up with spices, because that's the way they did things back then. That's how they buried people. And they put Jesus' body in a new tomb, because the tomb's nearby, and it's almost Passover. They take a rock, they seal the tomb, it's a big rock. And meanwhile, there's some women watching. Chief priests go up and talk to Pilate. They're like, hey, you know, this dude said he was going to come back. He was going to rise from the dead in three days. Now, that's obviously not going to happen, but what we want you to do is we want you to secure the tomb so the disciples can't steal the body and say that he came back from the dead. Now, the disciples, most of them ran scared, but whatever, they want to make sure. Pilate's like, okay, fine. You guys got a guard, go do it. And so they set a guard around the tomb. That's the way it's going to stay. So Sunday morning, some of those women go to the tomb. These are the same women that watched the burial. They know what tomb it is. They know where to go. They don't get lost or anything. They go to the correct tomb, and there's an earthquake. An angel had come down from heaven and rolled the stone away. The guards were so scared that they passed out. The angel tells the women, don't be scared. He says, Jesus is risen. He's not here. So women go tell the disciples. The disciples can't believe it. So John and Peter run to the tomb. John outruns Peter and mentions it in his book. Jesus is risen, and that's what we celebrate at Easter. That seems like a good spot to end this one. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week, and I'll see you next time.